0: What's up, friends? This is Justin giving you yet another pre-episode briefing on Let Them Eat Takes. We hope this episode finds you well and more on time this week. We talk a good bit about college football games that are being played the weekend of the 26th of September. And if all goes according to plan, this episode will drop in the wee hours of that Saturday morning. So you will likely hear this after most of those games are played or hours before. Anyway, I do want to fulfill my journalistic obligations and submit one correction. In this episode, I mentioned that the Big Ten Conference schools have produced several U.S. presidents, plural, and I was mistaken. The Big Ten has produced only one U.S. president. That is Gerald Ford, who played center for the University of Michigan. For those of you who know history, he actually wasn't elected to the office, so that's not exactly a claim to fame. Anyway, we will talk college football matchups, Bryson DeChambeau's US Open victory, his Twitch stream, the difference between a baseball player and a dude, and the hoopla surrounding Big Ten football. And we'll also spend an entire segment commiserating over the Falcons and their penchant towards being the worst team in all of sports. So buckle in. This is Let Them Eat Takes.
1: Bonjour, and welcome to Let Them Eat Takes, the sports podcast for the Outrage Era. I am Jonathan, once again joined by Scotty from the West Coast, and Justin from the East Coast, almost. No, it's East Coast, right? It's a sports host, coast to coast. It's true, we cover all the coasts. And we're coming to you from...
2: I'm from Las Georgia. Vegas. Right,
1: I'm from Kennesaw, Georgia. Justin is from Athens, Georgia. Live from your East. internet provider.
2: Yeah, your one and only internet provider choice because that's probably all you got. Welcome to
0: America. I do only have one. <laughs> it's charter mm-hmm. or nothing where I live, baby.
2: I have one and a half. I think uh, AT and T offers like a one meg service. If I wanted to switch to somebody else.
1: Wow. Rolling yeah, good an options. <laughs> 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 oh man wow my ping just ping
0: ponged you think that's why they call it a ping I have no idea honestly I've been waiting for someone to tell me because I'm too afraid to ask
2: I thought it was just because when you're communicating between two devices send a signal to like ping the other one that's just like the name of communicating and so it's just shorthand for the lag time to send the signal Uh, back and forth if you start uh, going like script commands or whatever I think
1: See, Scott is the laser doctor, so you would know these things. I, on the other hand, think ping stands for ping pong. Oh, okay. So we are, uh, so you know we're the homer cast here and we live in Atlanta. So we will get to the Atlanta Falcons dumpster fire um, soon. We will revel
0: in in our own soiled pants or really the pants that the Falcons soiled and left for all of their fans to uh, just sit and ponder
1: at I I have definitely done a lot of SMH ing since yesterday, but you know what? Right. I have emotionally distanced myself from the Falcons, so it didn't hurt as bad. Y'all, I'm on the path to healing.
2: <laughs> Look, you may not agree with uh, everything Bamani Jones gets on TV and says, but it's hard to argue with his takes on the Falcons. People ask him about being a Falcons fan, what it's like to watch the Atlanta Falcons. He always says, I quit that poison years ago. Y'all don't have to live like this. Just don't do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow,
1: uh, before we get to that sadness, let's do some hasty takes. <laughs> Why am I talking this way? Justin, kick us off. All right.
0: Did you guys know um, this take is hasty? It is also hot. It is also spicy. It is all things that you want. And sports, take to get those clicks, get those shares. Did you guys know that the uh, Big Ten Athletic Conference
1: just experienced its darkest day in history? Oh, did we get in a time machine and go back to the Jerry Sandusky? Uh, no, guess uh, again. Channel? Guess again, my friend. Was it that time that that Maryland player died at practice? Unfortunately. Ooh, no, good guess, but nope. Not close, but no cigar.
2: The time the medical professional at michigan state uh, got in trouble for sexually molesting i don't know like 20 to 100 uh, young ladies
0: mm, that's another good good another good guess but no you guys you aren't on it yet
2: well there's a couple more options out there i just got to remember them there's so many
1: you mean to tell me there is a sexually abusive coach who killed somebody like, I'm trying to combine all of them into, like, no, 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 a, no. a chimera guys, of
0: evil. You guys are thinking real, real small. Uh, the darkest day in Big Ten's history, according to USA Today contributor Christine Brennan, was their recent decision to play the 2020 college football season. Duh, duh, duh. Was there, like, a, an assassination? Event? I don't remember. No, there wasn't any assassinations. Um, there are, I, th- I think there, there, there's been a couple presidents who's come from the Big Ten, which is a part of their great, great legacy, which I will about to read off to you, according to Christine Brennan. For decades, I'll just read a excerpt. For decades, the Big Ten has thought of itself as a different kind of sports conference. One that proudly touts the academic achievements and Great Lakes values of its like-minded, highly regarded, internationally ranked research institutions.
2: Ooh. Are Great Lakes values just butter?
0: <laughs> I thought it was just dirt <laughs> and sediment. It also just uh, sunk fishing boats. Big 10 wasn't the SEC, wasn't the Big 12. <laughs> it was better than that. And it was happy to tell you about it. That part's right. <laughs> one hand only look at the conference prudent August decision to shut down fall sports, which we all know if you listen to our podcast was done very meticulously, planned and transparently. They were very very thought out through that decision. Oh, it was a tough decision, heartbreaking one. <sighs> That's the Big 10 for you, she goes on, concerned about science, medicine
1: and safety.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't read it anymore. <laughs> oh gosh, this this take is so bad. It is so perfect for from a media industry standpoint because this is the kind of stuff that gets people like tweeting, talking, reading your page. Like I'm sure USA today is really happy with the amount of clicks and reads they got. But man, I I wish I wish we could have a list of people who need to have their phone taken away, but I'm afraid that um Suraj, People she,
2: on the internet have running lists. Right. Yeah.
0: Siraj Hashmi already has one. It's really good. Uh, this woman needs all, all of her uh, communication devices ripped from her. because she either, She's either completely aloof or is devious enough to know that this is how you, you get the thing going.
2: But, man. but Justin, surely optimizing our entire society based around clicks instead of content will never go wrong and bite us in the butt.
0: Never, never.
2: <laughs>
0: it's done such great wonders for our public discourse and our politics and everything.
1: Ugh. And this is just gosh So to be it... clear, so to be clear, no one was assassinated or sexually assaulted.
2: Not yet. There's a lot of 2020 left for the big ten. They got its time.
1: They're about to be okay, assaulted just... by COVID 19.
0: It's gosh, just... she even she even throws like Trump language. She calls it the trumpeting of the Big Ten. Like, good Lord. sorry? Like... With like a capital T trumpeting? I've never seen so much unnecessary virtue signaling in my life until I read this story. Because this felt... When I heard the news, I was like, this is predictable. We all knew they were going to play. They knew as soon as... We all knew as soon as no one else was interested in joining the uh, spring football idea that they were going to cave and get back in it, you know? But, golly. I'm... Thoroughly convinced this was primed and ready before that decision was announced. Mm -hmm. Golly, it's terrible. And, um, I don't know some of our, no bueno, no bueno. Yeah. So gosh, it's so bad. The worst part to me is just this loony idea that the big 10 is somehow better than the rest of like all these other college conferences. Oh, Stephen Godfrey had like the best response to it. Stephen Godfrey, he's a SB nation writer. He did a really good article about Bagman, the SEC. He is an SEC alum, but he's also an SEC critic. So he's pretty fair. Mm. But he had this to say, tough day to feel better than the rest of the country just because you've got a land grant degree from a cold weather state.
1: (laughs) I'm not going to lie. When y'all posted that, I had to have it explained to me. (laughs) Because I was like,
2: what? What? And after you explained that, I was like, oh, that's like a sick burn, man. <laughs> yeah, if, anybody, if anybody doesn't know, a lot of uh, schools in the Big Ten think they're Ivy League schools. I they think they're Ivy League schools <laughs> that play SEC football. And usually they're neither. Yep. I mean, Dave
0: Portnoy is a Michigan man. You're, you're telling me that guy wants to pull for an Ivy League institution? Dave Portnoy <laughs> is that guy from... Uh, from a uh, Goodwill hunting that um, uh, Mac Damon's character slams the phone number on the glass and says, "You like apples? I got a number. How you like them apples?" <laughs> or maybe he's Matt Damon, but just like he's probably actually Matt Damon's character, but just not a genius.
2: Yeah. So you mean basically the Big Ten people are people that like grew up fairly wealthy and think they're hoity-toity and like took one graduate course one time and thinks that makes them a genius.
0: Right, and like, here's the thing: the re- the reality is, they're probably much closer to the SEC in the Big Twelve in terms of academics than the Ivy League. Much more closer. They're all very similar, like public universities. And like, you know, there's some you can get some really good educations from some SEC schools. You know, Missouri's great. Florida, hate them. That's actually a pretty good school. I don't think Georgia's too bad either. But like, they're I'm sure they're good schools in the Big Ten. But like, like, let's not pretend that they're somehow m- more special than any other like major public university and a uh, power five athletics like come on
2: uh, i would probably wager money that the person that wrote that went to northwestern
0: <sighs> oh gosh that's a hoity-toity school
2: and they're big on journalism so they just love to be all hoity-toity in print media and talk about how special they are at journalism journalism to which I say fart noise. I went
0: to what is considered a relatively prestigious school of journalism. And I can tell you that there's a good chunk. Oh gosh, they would, some of my professors probably hate if I said this. Some of it's smoke and mirrors. Like it's all just like. Reputation. That's a
2: lot of programs. That is a lot of programs. It's like
0: reputation. That's not really earned. Like I hate to. Have you that.
2: heard of getting an MBA? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You can, I can't say that. You can say that because you're a laser doctor, Scott.
2: I can also say that because my sister-in-law almost went to Oxford for her MBA, but it was rather expensive. She didn't want to go. I was talking to some friends who did similar research in grad school at the time at Oxford. And I was asking them about the business school, about, you know, getting an MBA. And they said, it's just an absolute joke. It's just a bunch of rich people whose parents own huge corporations that just pay $50,000 for their one year MBA. And they just like, you know, screw around and hang out for a year and then have their MBA so that they can have that piece of paper that says I can run daddy's company after he's dead.
0: So basically, it's just like a country club that you pay membership fees to and it gets you a better chance of working at a fortune 500 company.
2: Yeah. I usually at a very good high position At said fortune 500. Anyway, huzzah!
1: huzzah. Are you hasty out on that? Hasty I'm out.
2: 2020. Huzzah!
0: <laughs> so do y'all know who Jake Garcia is? Yes. He's a, uh, yeah. So he, for our listeners, I don't know. Jake Garcia is a, uh, He's a number four pro style passer prospect, high school football quarterback in the country. Uh, he lives in California, and I don't. Know if, lived. Scott, you live in California. Let us tell people what it's like to live in California during COVID nineteen. Are y'all playing football and having stuff? Ain't nobody playing any having football. stuff? Are you there having some, stuff?
2: There is some stuff having. There is no playing football as of yet. Are there like any spike ball games? Ooh, I don't know. I haven't played any spike ball, but I bet you could play spike ball.
1: Oh, man. When you fly out to San Jose, and I, I, a quick way to, to piss <laughs> off my wife is I look up the really cheap flights to San Jose and I go, Ash, I can fly to San Jose and visit Scott for less than $300 right now. And she looks at me like I've lost my mind. I just do it because I want to know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I see, mean, man. that's part of the, yeah. Go fly to California You
0: know, hope you don't catch on fire. Anyway, so... he's California,
2: a lot of people have been leaving the state to go play high school football elsewhere.
0: Right. Okay. So Is that what Jake Garcia did? So he's trying. So here's the problem. So it's really easy to leave California. A lot of people are doing it right now because, you know, the whole state's on fire and it's on lockdown. And, you know, even though COVID-19 is still very much a thing, other people are, you know, just kind of be like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) So he's trying to, you'll never guess where he tried to go. He's trying to go to Valdosta high, which is to be fair, like an absolute high school football powerhouse, not just in the state of Georgia, but kind of nationally recognized as such. And they produce so many like division one prospects. It's ridiculous. There's something in the water there. So he's trying to go.
2: coach, Coach has multiple families. Never forget.
0: Rush props.
2: Rush was
0: Probst. That a, does that mean he is, is he like the Waco guy? Does he have a commune? No, Rush no, Probst he is.
2: Uh, oh.
1: He does have secret families. He was the guy uh, who coached, well, he started in Hoover, Alabama, that high school um, that was on that MTV show. Gosh, I wasn't in that show. I totally forget. Oh, it was just like, um, anyhow. Yeah. And it might be just that. Yeah. And then he coached in uh, Moultrie, Georgia, right? for a little bit and i guess now he's in valdassa dang
2: maybe he was at oakwood or something and then he got found out to have a secret family and then he got fired and now i don't know <laughs> the dude's sketch but that's where this goes. he CEO is very out.
0: sketchy right Th- well this in- this is very on brand for uh, Valdosta because this has a juicy family element to it so mm. georgia has i don't know i know it's because my older brother tried to you know, we moved when, when he was in high school, and he tried to transfer to another school and start playing golf, and they wouldn't let him because the rules are a bit a bit strict here. So he's a senior, but because he moved, he has to meet a lot of requirements just to start. What's his last year of high school eligibility, and so forth. And one of those things is both of his parents have to be considered, or all of the his parents have to be a uh, yeah both. Not like he has three parents; they have to be a in georgia and the problem is his mom really likes her job but doesn't want to ditch that uh her employment ditch her employer just so her son can play one year of high school football in the peach state because i think the assumption is as soon as he's done his parents are packing their bags and they're going back to california with the assumption that it's no longer on fire and there is no more COVID 19 but mostly probably just the fire and stuff i
2: I believe he's committed to usc for next year
0: so yeah he's committed to the trojans so they're not going to stay at valdosta like forget about it so she's not willing to do it but if they are both not living in state georgia like he can't play so his parents came up with the bright idea of legally separating for an entire year just so uh because then you know, he's considered like, you know, his dad can move to Valdosta to be like his sole guardian, and therefore like they can make an exception because of, you know, split family, what whatever it is. So they'll be secretly together, but legally uh, separated just so he could play. And uh,
2: yeah.: that whole plan had to be Russia's idea. It just: <laughs> I got
1: experience no. in this. Let me Let me hit you with this idea. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. decent done human being. This is what his mom had to say. They got a quote. This, this article came from Saturday Down South. It was written by Michael Wayne Bratton, who I think is SEC Mike. Um, this is a quote from his mother, Yvonne Garcia. She said, it's been hard, but it's worth it. It's a sacrifice and it's worth it. So I guess she was willing, they were, his parents were willing to, potentially sacrifice their marriage rather than each other's jobs and their son's ability
1: to play uh, football his senior year of high school. I don't know. I can't wait for part two where he decommits from Southern California and like commits to an (laughs) SEC school. Oh yeah, man. He's, he's right in the crosshairs of both Bama schools, Georgia schools, Florida schools, (laughs) all the schools.
0: (laughs) Dan Mullen will probably try really hard. He'll probably show up, wear some really, uh, some very bright, colorful sneakers and probably get no traction, especially when he sees Dan's TikTok, which might not be a thing or I think it will still be a thing. Whatever. Anyway, interesting story. I think I'm hastied out on that one.
2: I'll be honest. I think if Jake Garcia ends up at an SEC school, it's definitely going to be Auburn. Uh, he fits the profile perfectly. Really? Like six
1: one, Is that 16. in that he's not a five star?
2: No, it's in that, like, he's a pretty highly <laughs> recruited guy. He's expected to be a good quarterback, but he's, like, not that big and he can, like, run around a little bit, but he's not, like, you know, some guy that, like, couldn't run track if he felt like it or something. He's, like, these mm-hmm. smallish white dudes that can run a little bit, but not well enough to run, like, an option offense. And Gus loves to bring those guys in and then be surprised when I'm not Cam Newton every year.
0: See, I, yeah, that's what I say I thought he basically read ran a spread option at Auburn.
2: Yeah, and Gus is great at recruiting guys that are pretty good at quarterback, but definitely don't quite fit the offense, and somehow not noticing. Looking like their last seven dudes that have like stayed there and started games
0: sounded. Hey, Tim Te- Tim Tebow said that Bo Nix was uh, designed by God to play in Gus Malzahn's offense. You know, he's a six foot. One white dude. Moderates, sp- I don't know. He's got he's got some wheels though, right?
2: He's the best iteration of the last like five dudes that have done this, right?
0: Happy trails at USC and or Auburn, wherever you get, whatever your path leads you, Jake. And uh, buy your parents something nice one day.
2: Buy them a rewedding gift.
0: So you guys know who Bryson Deshambo is? I've heard of him? All right. Well, he's a professional golfer.
1: Golf, golf golfer, right?
0: He just won his. Uh, he just won his first major. I think it was that he just won the U.S. Open, and he's had a bit of a bit of a year. He's always been kind of eccentric. Twenty twenty has been like a bad year for most people, but I don't think it's been a bad year for Bryson DeChambeau. I found right after, as he was about to, I think sink his winning putt for the U.S. Open, we got this great tweet from uh, No Laying Up which is a, uh, is a golf podcast. I've never listened to it. I'm sure the content is great. Question mark? I'm sure the content is great. Period. So no laying up kind of gave us a nice little timeline of what 2020 has been like for Bryson DeChambeau. One, gained a million pounds. Two, became the longest in the game. That means his drive. His drive is like 300-something yards. It's crazy. Um, probably because he might be taking steroids. But anyway, uh, two, three, fought some ants. I think that, yeah, I think he got, uh, he had a nice altercation with uh, some fire ants on a golf course. Uh, made a 10. Called out Kopka's abs. That's referring to Brooks Kopka, who's another golfer, whom he has a little bit of beef Kepke, with. Kepka, 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 Excuse Kepke. me. Dang, who knows, who actually knows anything about golf on this show?
1: I told you I know a little bit from osmosis. You do know a little bit.
0: Cooked bacon shirtless. I looked this up. It's true. You find a video of him cooking bacon shirtless said he wants to live to be 130 yelled at a cameraman. That's true. Saw that had his caddy block a camera berated a rules official and won the U S open. So, so it's like the re he's like the reincarnation of John Daly. Um, if John Daly didn't, you know, Cut off decades from his life by drinking 20 Diet Cokes a day and smoking multiple packs of cigarettes while on the golf course, then yes. It was actually, if John (laughs) Daly maybe took steroids instead of those other bad decisions and just became like Hulk mania, yes. (laughs) So he's that. Here's what's funny he called out Kepka's abs on his Twitch stream while he was playing Fortnite. (laughs) 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 Someone was. (laughs) he's playing Fortnite and someone's <laughs> like, so Kupka's pretty ripped too because he's talking about like, you know, he gained like 20 pounds in muscle this year. And Price Bryson DeChambeau's like, yeah, I mean, he's pretty big, but uh, I've seen him shirtless and uh, he, he doesn't have abs like I do. I've got pretty good abs. He is, <laughs> I mean, he's kind of ruffling some jimmies in the golf world because he's so unconventional. Oh,
2: can you do that? I thought that was illegal. Like, oh, he's home, like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, Scott. I feel like wrestling jimmies might as well be trademarked by the PGA tour. They can sell them on t shirts. That's what they're all about. Dang, these, these young people playing their video games, talking about golf. The funny thing is more people have probably watched his Twitch stream than I've watched him play golf, but I'm I'm sure he's okay with that. Of course um, that's
1: true. He's playing Fortnite, which is a <laughs> bit more entertaining than golf.
0: Yeah. I was, uh I was actually talking to my dad about him this weekend. And he said, yeah, he's really weird. You know, all of his clubs are the same length. And I thought that was one of those things I would have never thought was weird. And I've played golf a few times. I was like, oh, wait, they're all different. Like his driver is the same length as his putter. Um, Apparently, all of his handles are just enormous because he's got big steroid hands. Basically, he's just, I don't know, he's weird. He's kind of a bro. He plays video games and has a Twitch stream. But he's really good at golf, and this is like he's he's entering his prime. He's ruffling Jim. He's I think he's probably a net positive for the sport that needs to be a little more interesting. There's worse things you could do to golf, right? Right. I don't know. So congratulations, Bryson DeChambeau. Um, you may have a fan in the pod
2: got a little something from ralph russo who's uh, an ap writer i think he also is big on the voting for college football or maybe runs some part of that uh, i believe he's also a big 10 guy so we're going pretty heavy with the big 10 this week but um he must uh, be so tweet, smart yeah he was uh, smart Uh, Flash forward to November and SEC fans arguing that their teams played more conference games than the Big Ten and hence should get a bump from the selection committee without a shred of irony. The the part that's missed here is that since this season is pretty much conference only, it just means they played more games, period. It is completely different than the previous arguments where people used to say, we played nine conference games against bad teams and that's extra hard. And other people said well we played eight conference games against better teams and then an extra out of conference game. So you were comparing apples to apples, and then apparently he's like, No, our oranges count too. We were gonna play a six game season, us in the playoffs. <laughs> so, times. I mean I think they're set for an eight game season with zero buffer whatsoever because they started too late to have extra weeks in there, right? So like if they get a game canceled, they don't just get to reschedule like some of the other leagues have set some buffer in there for that. I really look forward to the Big 10, you know, playing like six games, and you know, I like a 6 and 0 Ohio State. whose best win is like Michigan State in a first year head coach turnover year. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Let's just be real. The college football playoff committee would select Ohio State as long as they knew they played at least one game and didn't look bad. Just, I be opinion.
2: curious to see what the where the cutoff is. Right, like obviously, if you know, uh, if you're playing half as many games or not even half as many games as other major conferences, that's going to be a hard sell just because it's going to be a bad look. The you know, the college football committee just kind of does whatever they want and then like comes up with the whys afterwards, right? But it's going to be really tough to put in like a 4 and 0 Ohio State over some like 9 and 1 or 10 and 1 teams. It's just that's not going to fly. We had a a real barn burner of a Big 10 take earlier. Oh boy. This is my absolute favorite. I mean, it for so long talking about this this is someone who is i guess on the opposite side of the aisle from the lady who was absolutely flabbergasted that the big 10 would do something as atrocious as play football this fall uh this is brought to us by david hookstead uh senor david is a washington or uh, wisconsin sorry not washington a Wisconsin fan who currently resides in D.C. apparently. But his take, I've spent the last 188 days fighting to save Big Ten football. Today, we accomplished the mission. Okay, you send that tweet. Like, It's kind of douchey. Like, you're going to get made fun of. It's a pretty crappy tweet, but like, whatever. Okay, if football is important to you, yada yada, like move along, right? It's not the end of the tweet. The rest no, of there's it. more? Yes, the good no. part starts now. No! Much, much like the Osama Bin Laden raid or D-Day, oh. you never no. know your number no. to serve. All you hope for is to execute your job and the mission. We just Ooh. did that. Oh. <laughs> you have it. The Big Ten just killed Osama Bin Laden and stormed Normandy, Normandy uh, in the name of football or something. I don't know. Oh. Chopping this dude into like black and white pictures of like you know World War II photos, and <sighs> it was glorious.
1: Oh gosh, like take this man's phone, throw it I off a bridge. I don't understand. Was he being like funny in an unfunny way, or do you think he's serious?
2: I think he's serious. A lot of people told him, Thank you for your service. <laughs> 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 thank you for your
1: service I don't know
0: if there's a better retort than that like well thanks David you worked so hard to get us this big 10 season thank you for ushering in the apocalypse for the conference (laughs) doing the good lord's work that's so bad oh man (sighs) I mean, it just kind of highlights to me how people don't Uh. really know the stakes of anything anymore. Like, anything could be an existential crisis to your life and well-being, and then things that might actually be might not get the attention they deserve because we just make a big deal about everything.
1: But good find, Scotty. Uh, Yeah, I can't say you're wrong about that. That was a good find.
2: I'm just going to... I'm just going to read that tweet to myself on repeat as I fall asleep tonight. It's so good. <laughs> just laying in bed over and over again. So <laughs> before,
1: before we get to our college football roundup, where I'm sure we will begin with another reading of that tweet, um, I did have a, a quick hasty take. So there's this thing that uh, I think is funny. that uh, was pointed out on Twitter. Um, by i guess the original tweet is by a guy who screenshotted tim kelly it's, i don't know anything about tim kelly tim kelly sports is tim kelly the guy who stuck his tongue out at the astros that's joe kelly I'm oh,
2: confused
1: with i tim think kelly. he works no no, I th- no no that's joe kelly i think tim kelly is actually a uh a
2: okay.
0: phillies podcaster yeah
1: I thought Joe Kelly was so that
0: guy fan. who said he could run faster than all those other quarterbacks in Madden football.
2: That was Chad Kelly, son of Jim Kelly, nephew of Jim Kelly. Sorry, there's a oh lot of Jesus. white dudes with generic names and the last name Kelly. It's
1: confusing. Joe Kelly, yeah, Joe Kelly is a nice oh, swing okay. bitch. That's he's a he's Kelly. my hero. I love that dude. He's my favorite. Okay, so uh, Tim Kelly uh, is a Phillies podcaster. He posted all the stuff that baseball players do during interviews. And that is call each other guys and dudes, which is to say if you're a guy or a dude, that means you're good and a good player and an essential part of the team. For example, Andrew Knapp called John Segura, the backbone of the fl- of the lineup, excuse me, the backbone of the lineup for the Phillies quoting. He's a guy for us and we need him out there. <laughs> <laughs> now here's a guy. <laughs> The Bryce Harper on Spencer Howard. He's a guy that's doing. He's a guy that's going to be a dude for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love a, it's a guy guys. being a
2: dude, a baseball oh player God. being a bro, being a guy. Uh, he quotes Joe Girardi talking about
1: talking about a player saying, "I just think he's a baseball player."
2: <laughs> that's what he's paid to be. This is a.
1: It's Grant McCauley, who's like a who's a Braves guy. He said, if there's one thing I've learned from postgame pressers, it's that a lot of major leaguers are guys and dudes. And sometimes they're simply baseball players. <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh, it's so true. I could see that as one of those. I mean, that guy, that's just the guy for I us. I could see that as one, one of those like dumb Nike shirts they sell. Like, be a guy more than just a dude.
1: Be the dude. D- now he's a dude for us. <laughs> I'm gonna do that this season. Crazy thing during about college football
2: they like other times in sports, people use the phrase "just a guy" as more of like a derogatory phrase. Like people be like, "Oh, is this guy really True. good?" Is see a player, and you're like, "He's just a guy. Like he's average. He's below average. He's mediocre, whatever. He's just there. Right. It's all about tone or inflection. You can you can be just a guy, or you can just be a guy. Mm. Right? It's like if um, you're a, if you're a you can just if you're if you're a
1: bro'd out, be
2: a like a baseball player, or like you can be a baseball
1: player. If you're a white broed out baseball player like Bryce Harper, man, everyone's a dude or a guy if they're talented. That's you a dude for be us, be man. That, that guy's Sometimes a guy for us. Dude, he pulls, man. He pulls.
0: That dude pulls. Like the dude pulls. It just became a fraternity group me message.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's if my. You don't his understand take on that that's probably because you didn't get a bid. <laughs> oh. I never tried to
2: yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want one thanks
1: though <laughs> so say we all so say we all alright that's it no more hits takes
2: uh, quick update the Braves scored again and I hope the Saints lose
1: yes quick update quick update the, Fal- the Falcons <laughs> the Braves are still winning they are I they haven't the given runs. up
0: more than 3 runs which is kind of an amazing feat for them these days who is oh,
1: right. anyway um all right let's round up college football be, uh, what else yeah. do you want to hit on the yeah. college football scene but now 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 there's some banjo music or something
2: all right so real college football starts this week with the SEC coming back Except for it doesn't really start this week because the SEC scheduled a bunch of like massacre games in week one. Yes. Sometimes. Slaughter the lambs early. I mean like I think there's one game that doesn't have a double digit spread, maybe, so huzzah. which one's that? Which game, which game is that? You know? Tennessee, yeah, South Carolina. Oh, uh Tennessee is favored by three.
1: Not, not that I pay
2: that. attention
1: to bad lines. Actually I might watch that because so. uh depends on when it comes on. Some of the games this past weekend were like, I'm not watching that for real. Um, Who's Tennessee playing? Oh, they're playing South Carolina? Mm. South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina.
0: I've seen a lot of hype around uh, Tennessee lately, on the interwebs, and here's just like a hard, fast rule about Tennessee football. Anytime their fan base suspects they're going to be good by any measure, just prepare to be disappointed in unfathomable ways.
2: It's true. The other thing, too, is what does it mean for them to be good? Like, They should be a functional team this year. They should have a winning record. They should also not win the East or the Conference or be in the playoffs, probably.
0: No, as -hmm. long as they can shed the title champions of life, which maybe they already have. I think that'd be a net positive for Tennessee. Oh, yes.
2: Such a terrible interception by Drew Brees. Ooh, give me life!
0: What was it, like eight yards uh, past the line of
2: scrimmage? He did throw it eight yards right to a linebacker who just standing there with,
0: like, nobody else. Some things age really well. Um, Drew Brees is probably not one of them. You know, but he's had a great run. We can't really besmirch his good name over, you know, just his inability to throw anything other than a slant at age 39.
2: If that linebacker had not been there, there was almost no chance anybody for the Saints could have touched that
0: ball. Oh, that's rough. That's rough.
2: You just,
0: you just hate to see it. You hate to. Mm. who'd that <laughs> playing quarterback for him next year? It ain't gonna be Drew. Wait, <laughs> oh, hey, we were talking about college football. Yeah, I don't really see any. I, I, I looked up the college football schedule on my Google search just to see. Oh, there's got to be something, somebody who can surprise us. Nope.
2: We've, we finally got past all the nonsense. Now we're on to time to start playing games. So, go team, go for it. Everybody enjoy your college football schedule. Watch all the tech fans lay down on the stands and sleep in their mask or something.
0: Oh, they've oh, got my
1: it gosh. down to an art form. That was really funny. Did you see there that was an image going around, There was an image going around Twitter of, like, when Tech was finally getting thoroughly thumped in the fourth quarter, of just fans just like reclined with like the hat over the face, just like existence is pain. And I nice good shot it, of his it too. It is he's mm-hmm. wearing frat shorts, which I'm not knocking frat shorts. I got some short shorts here and there, but mm, if I'm wearing those kind of shorts, maybe I'm not spread eagle in the stands <laughs> like that.
2: <laughs> we get a little too buddy. You know? It's
1: not leaving. It's not leaving a lot to the imagination. Let me just put it that way.
0: I watched the broadcast because they had him that camera on him for like 10 seconds. And then right before they panned away, he just gets up and checks his phone. Cause I'm sure he was getting blown up. <laughs> it's like, dude,
2: speaking of that game, they were playing UCF. Did you all see the quarterback for UCF? Dylan Gabriel said, I guess after the game, we're mm. the best team in Florida, mm. which uh, probably isn't right, but also is a lot of fun. I love it. Like
0: I love what the the uh, identity that UCF has occupied in college football in this era as just being the biggest talkers in the room. They're like the little
1: brother. It's like, well, let me let me tell you what's, I'm the best one.
2: well, another thing too is the state of Florida is a pretty good talking state when it comes to college football because you have Florida, Florida State, and Miami. so it's never just two teams or two fan bases yelling the same two things back and forth at each other. It's always time for two teams or two fan bases to gang up on one other team. So you're always out. I got a battle royale. It's like Florida State loses Georgia Tech, and then you get like Florida and Miami fans all of a sudden, are bros teaming up to make fun of Florida State, right? They're like going back and forth. And then UCF just like kicking down the wall Kool-Aid style, right? We're the best. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> I mean, I
0: watched the game. And, you know, Tech, I think they're getting better. But as we said on like an earlier episode, like being light years away from a black hole is still like in the gravity, pull of gravity of the black hole. So like they still got a long ways to go, you know, but they they had like a guy who rushed for 60 yards and a touchdown out of a spread formation, not a flex bone. The quarterback passed for almost 200 yards. This is a different Era for Georgia
1: Tech, but they got clobbered by UCF. Like they it did was get clobbered. The quarterback, blue. I will say, looks serviceable. He looks serviceable.
2: They did not have as many guys and as many dudes. That's just what it is. Not enough bros. They needed more. Clearly needed more dudes. They don't have any dudes. But I think once
1: they get a few dudes, you know, watch out. You know, they got a bunch of buddies and okay. fans.
0: Yeah, they got buddy a fan. You um,
1: know, If this were, I think if this the SEC slate or. I don't know what is the biggest game this weekend. Uh, any conference? Is there uh, like what is the Troy
0: BYU? I don't know. Oh, it's no. It's probably um, Pittsburgh. Okay,
1: if Pittsburgh's in the, biggest game, it's not the biggest game.
2: There's really not any big games. Like the okay, well, if we start if... Game. national landscape, right. is probably like watching the top five favorites pound nobodies just so you can see if. Team X has a good quarterback this year. If you
1: don't know already, I am so, sure. Yeah. Well, then I was. I think when we start having some matchups that are a little bit more intriguing, I might get your thoughts on them. But I don't really see any point. The net. The week
2: after is going to be really good. Yeah, we play. Georgia plays Auburn. Right? Kentucky Auburn this week. They're both ranked. Ooh. Could actually be so a is, good game. Oh my god!
1: I'm going to be rooting for the, the Wildcats.
2: You have to. I'm not to. just being
1: an Auburn. I'm not just being an Auburn hater. I work with a lot of people who went to the University of Kentucky, and they're all like, wild well, it's hard. To, like,
2: it's hard to be mad at Kentucky for being good at football,
0: I right? Guess.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, it is like they're like a an opposite Georgia almost, where like they're really like they really like their basketball team. That's like the talk of like, I don't know, that's like the main focus, but football is just an afterthought. Like, they say Kentucky fans go to football games to talk about Kentucky basketball. Mm. You know? And Georgia's kind of the same way. Like, our basketball team just kind of exists as a recruiting tool for the football program. And it's fun. I love the basketball games. Don't get me wrong. But, like, Georgia basketball is like, you know, it's just whatever. It's whatever? But, man, the week after is going to be really good because you got Georgia-Auburn, you got... A&M and Bama. Like, we're going to find out how good A&M really is. Um, Kentucky's playing Mississippi. Um,
2: All right. You know, talking.
1: We... Let's pull the band-aid off. All right, y'all ready? Let's pull the band-aid <laughs> off. I want Carmina Burana to come in right here. Da, da, da.
0: I promised our listeners on Twitter that we would Fires. name your episode Gone with the Quinn because I thought it was a really funny pun. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I really wanted to talk about this as soon as that game ended.
2: All right, so let me hit you with this. Stephen A. Smith gets a lot of stuff wrong. Stephen A. Smith also said, Falcons might be the dumbest team that I have witnessed in the modern era. In this case, he's probably less wrong than usual, if not completely right.
0: Well, think how hurt he is, because he like like one of the things his life revolves around is hating the Dallas Cowboys and the Falcons had a chance to put them 0-2 in the hole to start their season and we That's most story. It, it looked like that was going to be the outcome and then it just didn't like I'd be crushed if I were Stephen A. Smith if I really hated the Dallas Cowboys as much as he did
2: alright uh, let me hit you with a quick thread this is courtesy of one Wes Morton, who uh, writes at Peachtree Hoops, I think. Yeah, writes about the the Hawks. But it's a compiled thread of misery. Uh, The Falcons aren't perennial losers anymore, but they're without a doubt the dumbest franchise in the NFL. Sunday is just the latest example. Here's a somewhat chronological thread of idiocy. Falcons never had a 1,000 yard rusher until Dave Hampton set that mark. In December 1972, the game was stopped to hand him the game ball, and then he was dropped for a loss on the next play and finished the season at 995 yards. <laughs> Rise up. Uh, the Are 19- you serious oh my God. Yes, dead serious. The 1977 team used an aggressive pass rush scheme to terrorize offenses. To this day, they hold the NFL record for scoring defense, nine points a game. Uh-huh. The team went seven and seven and missed the playoffs. Uh-huh. 1980, the 12 and 4 Falcons matched up with the Cowboys in the divisional round. They were up 27 to 17 late in the fourth quarter. But of course, that lead was quickly erased and almost wasn't erased because they did a hard count to specifically draw somebody off sides. That guy jumped off sides and they didn't snap it. So no, no penalty. Yeah, lose. Oh, God. All right. Uh, 1998. Eugene Robinson, gets awarded the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year, and then gets arrested for soliciting a prostitute the night before the Super Bowl loss. Yeah, <laughs> remember that? Yeah, uh, two thousand seven. There was a certain franchise quarterback arrested for dog fighting, et cetera. Wild. Everybody knows that. The investigation kind of stemmed from him trying to pass off uh, a water bottle weed container through airport customs or whatever? I don't know. It's even weirder when you dig into it, right? Uh, Bobby Petrino, head coach for less than a year, left in the middle of the night with a four-sentence note that just basically said bye. Uh, Let's see. What else we got on here? Uh, They blew three-score leads in two consecutive postseason games in a one-week span in the 2012 season. In 2015, they kicked a field goal down four from the one yard line with just a few minutes to play and lost by one. <laughs> um, everybody knows the 28 to three. That's old news. That's boring. It's not even fun. Like, be creative. There's so much material to work with people. Um, 2014, played the Lions in London, blew a 21 to zero lead. So that's proof that collapses can travel internationally. <sighs> I mean they're
0: choke <laughs> artists at this point was there more in that thread no uh,
2: I, I skipped a few but that was most of it but anyway Romani Jones has tons of rants on this and uh, he gets a lot right because he said he just quit that poison he said they've been doing this for 50 years it's an abusive relationship they've done nothing but hurt you why do you watch why do you cheer why do you care just get out put that poison hey, Not wrong. I don't have to live with it, I believe
0: is what he's. Hey, he's not wrong. It's like, golly, I really love the uh, the write-up, the Falcoholic divs, just minutes after uh, the game ended. I'm going to pull it up.
2: Good talk, good talk, good talk. You
0: no, know, it's nuke the 2020 Falcons from Orbit. is the only way to be sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Once you get like, a little bit of Falcons in your system, you got to do a whole hard reset, right? You can't just be like... Oh, let me restart this computer right quick. It'll be okay. No, you got to wipe that hard drive. You got to reinstall Windows. You got a little bit of Falcons up in there.
0: Right. I'm convinced that's the only thing. Like, if you're Arthur Blank and you just saw what happened, like, how do you not think like hard reset for the franchise? Like,
2: yeah, trade somewhere else.
0: Trade map. Yeah, go buy another team. Yeah, we're uh, playing in Hawaii.
2: Hawaii's is nice this time of year
0: yeah they play the pro bowl every year you know mm-hmm. we always have pro bowlers in atlanta so they don't have very you know very far to go even though they're not going to be playing in you know a lot of playoff
1: games or super bowls
2: yeah they're not missing they, the play they're not missing the pro bowl for super bowl practice so
1: i thought they moved the pro bowl to the location of super bowl is it really oh yeah well jonathan I
2: mean, they did make changes logistically speaking but it was funny
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no. I'm sorry. I thought it was, I thought it was back in Hawaii for a second there. Um, did you guys watch the game? Yeah, I watched the game and left to go oh. to my niece's birthday party because I assumed we would win, which is the dumbest thing I've ever assumed in my life. Because it's the Falcons, and I had a buddy who actually, when we were down 27, he bet money on the Cowboys to win, and he won. He won twenty. He won twenty four dollars. <laughs>
2: Easy money. We're winning like the whole game, and I said we're going to score thirty-five and lose this game. And uh, we scored thirty-five, which is impressive, even for the Falcons.
0: I knew we were going to lose the moment we went up twenty to nothing. I was on a call, on a Zoom call with some family, and like, oh wow, the Falcons are doing really well. And I was like, yeah, they're probably going to lose. Just, just hold on tight. But I kept I watching. I didn't
2: think it would be like that. Gosh, yeah, not like <laughs> That's that. How they, they really get
1: you. It's always, no, it's, like like it's always like a twist. Like it's always like one of those murder mystery novels. It's like, you, you kind of know what's going to happen, but it's all about that twist, right? And so you got to like stay tuned because the twist is what's going to be interesting. Right.
2: Yeah, like, like you know the right? You're like, okay, I'm an hour into this movie. Like, There's going to be some things happening. I'm an hour and a half into this movie. There's going to be some things happening. And you know they're going to figure it out at the end, or in this case, not figure it out at the end. But you want to get to that, like, hour 50 mark. You're like, how exactly is it going to happen? It's a little different every
1: time. So there's, so there's plenty of crazy twists and wrinkles in what happened. But obviously, obviously, the craziest one is what happened on that onside kick
2: where nobody touched the ball. We go back to before that, when the Cowboys called a timeout and then challenged and didn't win the challenge that I think used their timeout. And if you went on the ESPN app, where it's like showing the win probabilities, because that's a fun game to play when you're watching the Falcons game, it even <laughs> showed a couple plays later. Timeout number four, Dallas Cowboys. It literally had them as using their fourth timeout. It was they got insane. four timeouts. It probably it's just they didn't. Uh, they didn't charge an them. An error. The timeout. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't d- charge them. For but they, uh, you know, sometimes it happens you call a timeout and then you're like, oh, no, I really wanted a challenge or something. And they'll, like, sort of oh fudge God. it or whatever. Yeah. But as soon as the ESPN app was, like, showing Cowboys timeout number four to have enough time to go down, and like, when I was like, yeah, this game's toast. Yeah. I mean, no, the offside kick where the receiving
1: team, the Falcons, were waiting for the oh. ball to go 10 yards. And I'm like, I didn't think you needed to wait, dog.
2: No, yeah, and you, you, can, don't. You, you, don't, you got you veteran don't.
0: players too. You got Deion Jones on that side of the
1: field and you got Hayden Hurst. Like those guys should know, but they didn't here. Here's I, my, here's my question. Cause you can listen to people complain about it like all, all day. I had turned on the Falcons post game show, their local radio stuff and the guy was just so pissed. It was hilarious. And like, I felt bad for him, honestly. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is the fact that Hayden Hurst and company, don't know to just fall on the ball.
0: I don't like, know do if you, we can know the answer to that question. I mean, it's tempting to say the coach because it's easy to put all the issues on the coach's shoulders, you know, because it makes you feel a little bit better. But I don't know. That could just been like a b- collective brain fart moment and maybe a lack of just, I don't know. You could even blame the special teams coordinator, I guess. But
2: I mean, that is the special teams coordinator's job. Yeah. Right, is to coach special teams, and in special teams, there's only a couple of different plays you actually have to prepare for, right? So you got to prepare for like five things.
0: Right. I knew. I don't know. I kind of felt like we were going to lose even when we went up like twenty nothing because like Dallas coughed up the ball like four or five times in the first quarter, and a lot of those points yeah, are just free. given to us. And like mm-hmm. I watched, oh, we got yeah. I watched them yeah. run over our defensive line with the same inside zone run like multiple times. Like it's, I don't understand why Mike McCarthy didn't call that play more during the game.
2: Clearly he knows that Dan Quinn is a defensive guru and was going to figure it out any minute now. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So we got to make uh, some changes. Ahead. Listen, I don't care about the Falcons. So they like, you, what did you say? Hard reset. And it sucks. It sucks because Julio's a great receiver. Right. I love Matt Ryan as a quarterback. The people who, the
0: people who blamed Matt Ryan on social media for that yeah, loss, just stupid. stupid. L- like, don't even talk to him. The dumbest. Like, like it's if fric- you're yeah. one of those people listening to the show, pardon, pardon, pardon
1: us, pardon our manners. You're an idiot. I honestly, like, if I'm Matt Ryan's friend in any way, shape, or form, like if I'm his brother-in-law or like his cousin, I'm like. Dude, have you th- you know you got maybe three or four more years, like if that, like thought about maybe going somewhere else? Here's like, what honestly. he should do. Here's what he should what, do. Jimmy Garoppolo say? got hurt this
0: Sunday. He should ask the Falcons front office to trade him to San Francisco so he could be back for with Mike Kyle.
1: Shanahan.
0: Yeah, be with or Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Trade him for no, I'm <laughs> they lost they lost uh Bosa too, so they're kinda in, you know, they need some help on the de- defensive by- side of the ball now, too. But his chances of winning a Super Bowl in San Francisco, extraordinarily higher
1: than Atlanta.
2: Possibly not that much higher because they had a bunch of big injuries on Sunday. Who I else think. Did they lose? Yeah, I saw a headline that was saying there was I mean, a bunch of injuries Bosa, which, which Bosa? Nick Bosa. Nick, Nick Bosa, Nick, Nick yeah. Nick Bosa, Bosa tore his ACL. I think they had another defensive lineman tears ACL. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Uh, so possibly game-changing injuries to very good defensive players. So then if you put him out there in San Francisco, it's like, hey, look, it's a team that will score some points and be a total tire fire on defense. And that just kind of feels like home.
0: Yeah. There's so much <laughs> room to speculate about what the hell is <laughs> wrong with Atlanta Falcons franchise. I think a lot of... There's some people making that that theory that maybe like 2016 and the 28 to 3 collapse in the Super Bowl broke their brains more than we realized at the
1: time I don't know but I don't know I, it's it's 24 hours since this game about over 24 hours and I haven't read any headlines that have said Dan Quinn or anyone in the staff <laughs> has been fired or anything like that so I <laughs> well here's the thing about Dan
0: Quinn is that he's like hindsight says maybe Atlanta should have fired or demoted him after the Super Bowl and offered his job to Kyle Shanahan before he could go and take the one in San Francisco. Like that would have been absurd at the time and kind of unprecedented, but like hindsight says Definitely that would have been Yeah, it would have been the better move. But like there's been so many right. like opportunities, just so many like what like what's going on? There's just so many head-scratching moments from him as a head coach and he's just retained his job despite you know, multiple losing seasons, really bad, you know, coaching mistakes. Like, he's held on to, he's, I don't know, he's defying, or no, maybe he's just like, proving the Peter principle and just living out in extraordinary ways. Peter principle being everybody or most people eventually get promoted into a job they can't uh, do due to their competency. And usually what happens, the Peter principle states you usually lose that job and go back to your old one, but he hasn't done that yet. You know, they've kept him around, even though the defense has kind of sucked the entire time he's been there. And they always look unprepared, especially early in the season. Like he's just not a coach. And not, I mean, he's a coach. He's not a good coach. It's been known. <laughs>
2: he's a coach. He's, a,
0: he's coach, a coach. That's
1: it. He's not. A, co- he, he's a coach. coach he's a coach, but he's not a coach.
2: And Quinn should have been gone years ago. They should have hired him at the Super Bowl and just promoted Shanahan. Like it was yeah. obvious. There's no reason not to other than it's not how things are normally done. Right. But hindsight dictates that, you know. like, But that wasn't even hindsight. His entire <sighs> career as head coach, his claim to fame, is one time he hired a good offensive coach. That's it. They've ne- never been a good defense. Ever. Or even Not even a half, you can't even find like a half season stretch where they've been a good defense, much less the whole season.
0: I think there was one year they, caught, they almost got in the top 10, but it was kind of fluky. It was the same year that Steve Sarkeesian was calling play, so their offense was just kind of...
2: And, and even then, that was just almost top 10 in points, which can be kind of fluky, right? Right. If you looked at like any of the stuff that's a little more predictive or like, yards per play, or basically like how well you actually play defense, not whether the other team just missed a field goal or something, right? Right. Yeah, they were like, I don't know, 23rd or something like that. Like, best-case scenario for the defense has been solidly below average.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sad enough now.
0: So. I'm not going to watch any more games until I know he's fired. I'm super pumped Dan Quinn
2: is finally going to get fired.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'll be... I mean yeah. I might have it it's on great. if I'm doing nothing and there's nothing else on it I don't,
2: It's great on the west coast because the games are early and I can't usually watch them or they're not actually on and I'm not paying like $400 or whatever a year for NFL extra pass or whatever just to yeah. you know watch a re-recorded Falcons team do this nonsense so I've I've know. probably seen like four games in the last like two years and it's great Your emotional emotional health is much better than ours. Yeah, man. Somebody's so chill and relaxing.
1: I'm watching
0: Nick Saban watching Monday Night Football right now.
2: I'm watching Marshawn Lattimore always hold people.
0: As is tradition.
2: Yeah, for some reason, that man cannot be flagged for pass interference. I don't understand.
1: No. So before we end, uh, a quick baseball update. Cause I'm, I'm kind of done commiserating about Falcons. Cause it's just. Ugh. We'll have our rest of our lives to do it. Yep. Um, I don't know. There's nothing super notable right now, other than in baseball, other than this is the last week, of the regular season postseason starts in about a week. Um, Freddie Freeman got some MVP love on social media. Finally. Um. Uh, Everyone's obsessed with the young Tatis, as they should be. He's really promising, really good, and he plays for the Padres, and they really haven't had like a Fran- franchise player like that in quite some time. Uh, you guys think Friedman finally wins the National League MVP? Mm, no. Yeah. yeah, I tend to agree. I don't think he will. I think, I, I, think it's, I think he'll finish top three. I think if he doesn't finish top three, that is a big... Like a big insult, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, if only he played for a large market team, like the <laughs> Yankees or the Dodgers, maybe. Is Atlanta large market or small market? Uh, it's large geographically, but I think like their media market outside of like those local affiliates isn't that big.
2: Just, like, it's I'm all about, you know. about how you define market and what's large and what's small and
1: where's yeah, the cutoff. I, I really didn't know. Yeah.
2: Because that's the I mean, thing, Is like, yeah, the Falcons have the Braves, I guess, you know, unlike other Atlanta teams, the Braves get to cover large, large portions of like seven other states. That's yeah. true. That's true.
1: Um, well, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, I'm holding out hope for Freddie. Maybe we can pull it off. Maybe he'll get some veteran, some veteran deference there or something to Tatis. We'll see. Yeah. Um and yeah, that's cool. what kind of it for baseball. Um, yeah, I think we need something to bring Trevor us Bauer, back together. Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer wore some cleats with trash cans oh. on them when he pitched against the Astros. It, uh, he's, he is one of good. the best of us. I have heard rumors, y'all, rumors out there on the Twitter sphere of the Braves signing Trevor Bauer in the offseason, and my heart rejoices. Uh, he is the pitcher we need, but not the one we
0: deserve. Did I get that right?
1: I don't know. We I don't care, That's what I'm about to say. I don't care about his big mouth or. I mean, I'm a new his big mouth. I totally understand people who aren't. Like, I get it. That dude is pitching his ass off this season. Oh, he's great. He's, he's... really good. So at this point, I'm like, yeah, baby, bring that down here. <laughs> um, bring it. Bring it, baby. Bring,
0: All bring right. us your bold statements and your pitching. Yeah. All right. We need to be united because. This has been a salty, salty episode. Let us be united. In these troubling times, when the bonds we all share are threatened to be torn asunder by the quick takes, the hot takes, the medium-rare takes, and the takes that are doomed to be deleted on Twitter tomorrow, we need a sports take to bring us back together. Now, more than ever, these are the takes that unite us.
1: I found the perfect take to unite us. So, um... I think it's the first time I found a United Unites us. Costco, for those who don't know, Costco uh, wholesale has a deal. Uh, They have a little area that you can eat food, lunch, dinner, whatever. Uh, And they sell pizza, hot dogs, soda, pretzels, that kind of thing. They have a special combo where you can get a hot dog and a soda for $1.50. Mm-hmm. And the hot dog is the size of your forearm. It's not like no ballpark. It's not like a little tiny one that you get at the store. Like, this hot dog is serious business. The price of $1.50 hasn't changed in 35 years. That's amazing. Uh, and this is, I'm, I'm reading a quote here. When Costco president W. Craig Jelinek once complained to Costco founder and former CEO Jim Senegal that their monolithic warehouse business was losing money on their famously cheap $1.50 hot dog instead of package senegal listened nodded and then did his best to to make his take on the situation perfectly clear he told him if you raise the price of the effing hot dog i will kill you figure it out
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh this guy's my hero oh man if Uh, only
1: all meetings with people could be that concise and that clear so, uh, Bob, here I've got some reports that say we're actually uh, you know, and I really think we ought to. i like, if you do that thing, I'll effing kill you. Figure out another way. like I'm, oh, I'm pretty clear. I know where I know where uh, Bob stands now.
2: <laughs> I think uh, we should have wanna...
1: a
0: rotation chart for who cleans the inside of the microwave instead of having, you know, you know, whoever made a dirty last cleanup, if you make, if you put that rotation, I will effing kill you. I love it.
1: Uh, I think the rotation is probably a bad idea, guys. What do you think? Anybody <laughs> want to and killed? No? Okay. <laughs> I,
0: uh, I haven't been to the Costco to get the hot dog deal, but I have had Sam's Clubs, which I thought was pretty great at $2, which is also like, you know, racetrack, roller grill, and that feels pretty mm-hmm. good. But man, you know, when Costco does something, it's big, it's bold, it's in your face, and it's, <laughs> you know, it's bang for fuck. <laughs> <sighs> I'm starting to realize this. Well, if we don't have like an actual uh, sports take to unify us in the sports world, which is very rare. I don't know if people know that, that that the sports media world is ever unifying, but Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like it either goes between here's why this large market team sucks. I E the NFC East, or here's something about food. That's pretty
1: awesome. We can all agree upon. Well, I'm okay with that. United in the hot dog deal that was never going away because somebody
2: was th- life was threatened. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving or someone will kill you.
0: This <laughs> has been
1: the I bid you all a fond farewell. Adieu. I bid you adieu. Au revoir. Um, and watch everything but the Falcons this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy baseball, college football, and whatever NFL team, just not the Falcons. NBA. There wasn't a lot of hot takes from
2: the NBA, but um, yeah,
1: yeah, I don't basketball. really watch the NBA, so that's probably
0: why. Um, yeah, there was a player in uh, who plays in the Chinese league who got banned, but not because of political statements, because he made a comment about Chinese women and posted a picture of him and one who worked at a strip club. So if you want do it. if you want to know what ruffles the jimmies of uh, the good folks in China it's you might think it's talking about talking smack about the government it probably is but uh, it's also making lewd comments about their women which is not cool anywhere as far as I'm concerned so
2: probably should not be cool anywhere
1: <sighs> True. so say we all so say we all au revoir everybody take care bye
0: Thanks again for listening, folks. We're really thankful that you give a hoot. Thank you for some of the takes you've been sending us as well. It's uh, fun to see our friends pitch in. Our efforts to dive into that flaming dumpster that is Twitter and or Facebook and or Reddit and or wherever you're getting your takes. Uh, if you're new, check us out on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Let Them Eat Takes, and on Twitter at Eat Takes pod we'd like to hear from you and see what things you'd like for us to talk about so anyway thanks and uh see you next week